Raised in a small Texas town, Blair Caldwell began his career dreaming of a way to get his photography on billboards, magazines, and album covers. After just a few years, Blair was already shooting with some of today's greatest musical artists like Beyonce, Normani, and SZA. Blair's style is self-described as neat photos. Not much going on in the background, clean walls, and clean portraits. His ability to capture the subject's details and emotions in a clean and effective way is what sets him apart from other photographers. This is Blair Caldwell. Blair Caldwell, thank you so much. Uh, welcome to the Rare Humans Podcast. How are you doing? So, bro? I'm doing great. Um, I'm excited to be here. And yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, uh, I think this is going to be episode nine, and I've loved it so far just because we're digging into some some really fun topics um, and a lot of different backgrounds, a lot of different people. But you are someone that I've been looking forward to the most, just given the fact that you uh, have been in the industry for for quite some time. You're, in my opinion, I know a lot of people will agree, one of the, the best photographers out right now uh, working in this space. Um, your work is incredible. Your photography is incredible. Uh, and I'm I'm super stoked to to kind of dig into it. So thank appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, um, I really appreciate it. Cool intro. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so I want to lead up to everything that you're working on now and, and kind of go back into the past of like, I'm always curious whenever I talk with people, um, you know, cause I personally have a lot of memories of myself and, and the first time I picked up a camera and the things that inspired me. Um, but one of the first things I was curious about with you is, you know, your early childhood memories, um, pertaining to art or photography, or, uh, even the stuff that you were inspired by that made you want to pick up a camera. Do you have any early, like, what's the earliest memory that you have where you're like, oh, wow, I'm super curious about photography mm -hmm. or video. Um, Cause I know that's initially probably where you started out or wanted to start out. Um, what was that early childhood like for you? Um, I must say probably um, finding that love for, for, for just cameras in general, probably had to be like uh, in school when I started out, when I was in school in elementary. Um, I remember being excited for a picture day. I don't know why, but I was a huge fan of like taking the class pictures. And um, so I just got really excited while other uh, students in the class like, oh, picture day, like, no, I don't want to dress up, you know? So I would go back home and I would tell my mom like, okay, we have picture day coming up. Like, I got to find an outfit. You got to like dress me up. And she would always put me in this tie and like button down and something that I didn't really want to wear, but I was excited about I don't know why just being in front of a camera and like taking photos and like just you know um the whole concept of like uh shooting this memory with my class that's going to be printed and that I get to have forever so um I just I remember being excited about that and then I got into uh my dad bought me a video camera I don't know what birthday it was but I know the video camera was black and white so it had to be a long time ago oh, uh, <laughs> I mean, a black and white video camera um one night when he was coming back from church and it was for my birthday and he set it up and plugged it up and let me and my sister make music videos so that's another memory i remember uh really loving um that and him buying that for me i don't know what i like showcased to him like at a young age that i liked video cameras and things like that but for somehow he bought that for me when i was very young and i also was like into yearbook into in high school i mean in middle school and high school i was in to like the yearbook and like putting that together so i was just always 
those are the memories I remember early on, just being into like um, photos and like photography and like all those things. Yeah. And there's something to be said too about, like, I always tell people um, like physical items, like things that you can touch and feel and, and not just see like what the, the, sometimes it could be repetitive when we're living in this digital world of like looking at phones and looking at screens or MacBook, whatever. But like when you had that early childhood memory, like you, you know, that that picture is going to exist in a physical item in a book. Um, and there's something about that. <laughs> that's just right. like, did your mom ever uh, print them out and like put them up next to each other? Like for, as you progress through the different grades? <laughs> well, it's so funny because um, my mom never really bought the photos. So that's another thing that I used to be upset about because I <laughs> them so I can like have them in my possession. But uh she never really bought the photos. She only bought photos of me, like when we would take our singles uh photos or whatever. But um I've always wanted the photo like physically in my hand because I wanted to like evaluate it and like look at it. And I, I don't know, I just love the colors, how every student had on a different, I don't know, like some students had on sweaters, some people had on t-shirts, shorts, different skin tones and textures and like sizes and like all different things. I was really into um, noticing and um, admiring like the different classmates features and, and things like that. So um, I'm still into that till this day. Like I'll talk to somebody and I'll just compliment them on their eyes or like cheat a bone structure or like skin tone complexion. Like, so yeah. Yeah. And I think that a lot of that translates into your work too, because you can see that you have a specific focus on the details. Um, you know, you're not just taking portrait photography. Uh, it really, it feels like every photo encap encapsulates not only that person, um, but also like the era that they're in or the time that they might be in. Um, but you. yeah, I, I, I love the early childhood memories just because it's so interesting to think about like the mm -hmm. way beginnings, the way beginnings, because right. we're inspired now and we have our inspirations now, but like what, when we were a kid, like, was there any early, you know, music or artists uh, or movies or anything that like, what, what was your, what, what were you into the most as a kid? Yeah, I grew up uh, watching like MTV and BET. Those are the top things that I feel that um, just kind of shaped my whole life honestly like even to this day like i'm such a big fan of, of both uh networks and i grew up analyzing and watching these music videos of um these celebrities back then and just like the sets and how they, they look like superheroes and i was so fascinated with um just the whole music industry, honestly, like it was, you know, and I sing as well too. So me like being in, like being into like singing and like um, videos and like just cameras and like, it just played a big part of uh, shaping my whole life just through, you know, elementary and middle school and high school. Like I was in choir and band and um, I took uh theater in uh, high school and just like all these things like just really shape um, who I who I am today. And um, yeah, I, I hope I answered the question. I think. No, that's right. good. Yeah. I, I think that with a lot of those things that you take part in as a kid, like you said, they subconsciously shape you. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, even like you talking about watching MTV and BET, like those memories stick forever just because your brain at that point of your life is so malleable and it's so like 
vulnerable in a way where it's just like all those experiences are very new and it just like almost seems like everything is like disneyland in a way like you wake up and you're looking at the the music video and it's like oh my god like you can't wait to see that because you know they played again the following morning Um, right like i i when i took the bus early uh to go to school early in the morning the first thing i do is turn on uh mtv or vh1 um And I think there was a time where they were both playing music videos and like I would watch one and then I'd go over to VH1 if I didn't like the next one that MTV played. <laughs> right, right. No, just flipping back and forth to a different channel. That's what I used to do. Totally. Yep. It's almost like a soundtrack too because then I would get go outside and walk to the bus and have that video playing in my head and I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm in the video, like I'm getting right. on the bus. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, so childhood and then going into you know when you're a young adult what did you have an idea of like oh i can make this a career you know i'm feeling inspired about just being an artist in general like did you have those thoughts early on like that i wanted that you wanted to pursue that or was it more of a just like a natural thing that just kind of happened yeah i think my perspective back then i just wanted to be like usher i wanted to be usher (laughs) that's who i wanted to be uh first so i would always watch these music videos and um i used to draw as well so i would draw all these like concepts that i thought that i would do like because i wanted to be an artist and then i wanted to direct my own music videos and shoot my own album covers i don't know how i was going to do that but that's what i was thinking i wanted to do and so um growing up when once i got into like high school i started to to take photos of my sister on my um cell phone i had a cell phone like a little razor phone and i started taking photos of her and she would go to the library and print them out and then she would put them in this clear uh binder in the front of her binder and so her friends would be like oh my gosh how did you get a photo of yourself in front of your binder she said my brother took it and then it was like oh well, i want one and then i would start doing her friends. And then everybody started walking around with like photos in their um, binders that I was taking. And then I started being known for like, uh, for that, like, oh, okay, well, my Blair uh, Blair, uh, sister is like putting him on to like all these, uh, these uh, students in in the school, like to take photos or whatever. So then before you know, I was just taking photos of like all these different um, students. And then I was like, wait a minute, I should probably like, try to charge so then I started like um no my friend asked me that was like you should charge to do to take the photos and then I was like nah I don't I don't want to charge it because I didn't think I was that good I just was like taking photos on a on a you know a little razor phone and then um sooner or later my parents started saying like you're actually good like you should try it then I think I got booked for like some little wedding or something and then I um that was my first time getting paid. I think I got paid like a hundred something for like a little wedding or something. And then I was like, okay, I guess I'll go to college. That's when I went to college for it. I feel like that's when you know that you're a true artist is when money gets involved. Not that you feel uncomfortable, but you, you kind of, like you mentioned, like, I don't want to charge this is because like, you're just passionate about it and you're having fun. And, and I think that that stage, you know, one of the things that I want to talk about too, because I know that there's some young creatives out there too, that might be going through this or are going to go through this. Um, There's this stage where you're like committing to taking it to that 
point where you're going to get compensated for your art. It is your job. It is you're very talented on it or talented with it. So it's like you do deserve to get paid. Um, did you run into any issues where you were just like, you know, oh, wow, like how do I get this into like a business model or how do I get paid for this? Like, was that a struggle for you initially? Um, Yes, uh, because I'm from a smaller town which is called Tyler, Texas. It's like an hour from Dallas. And it's not like a big entertainment city or anything that you just kind of like go around and, and submit your work um, and try to get paid for it. It was just kind of like friend of a friend, family member, told a family member, things like that. And um, nobody really believed back then. And like, you know, you're a student, so nobody's like really believing in paying like crazy money. So, um once I thought about going to college, once I got into college, I was able to like my professors and different things like that would tell me what we could make in the industry uh, if we were serious and we wanted to, depending on what we wanted to shoot. And um, back then, like a lot of my classmates wanted just to do like wedding photography. Um, they wanted to do like animals, like all kind of different things like that, you know? Um, nobody really wanted to be like a celebrity photography uh, photographer like me. So um, I kind of ran into a problem of just trying to figure out how in my mind I would break into the industry and what that looks like. Like, how could I make a living off of that? You know, I kind of thought about that, but I would tell my professors that that's what I wanted to do. And they was like, oh yeah, you could do it, but like, it's going to take you 20 years before you can, you know, shoot this or shoot that. And nobody's like shooting things uh, your age, like these type of celebrities your age. So that kind of discouraged me, but I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And thank God for um, Instagram. Cause Instagram <laughs> just popped off. I think around 2012, I think I want to say 13, like around that time, it just kind of launched. So um, thank God for that because um, that helped me kind of be able to have a place I can just put my work and display it for the world. That was like the kind of like a okay, then watch me do it attitude where <laughs> you know you're met with this this doubt, this external doubt from people who should be giving you you know encouragement, right. uh, you know from a from a professor, and so you know for you to to be able to. That's, I think, a, a huge part too about, um, you know, there's a there's an artist side of it, and then there's also this emotional heart involved with um, being an artist too, where you know, you know what you want, you know what you want to get out of life, you know what you want to to do as an artist. Um, nothing's going to get in the way of that. So, um, yeah, that's that's amazing. I mean, what was your like? What was your first big client or that first big break? We were like, oh shit, this is this is getting this is getting real. <laughs> I feel like, well, I have to say, I have to give some props to uh Chris at Michelle. Um, she's a, a great RB, soul, sultry, like beautiful artist um that gave me a chance and believed in me and um I had just moved to LA and she kind of asked me what I wanted to do. I told her what I wanted to do. And she was like, okay, well, I'm building, I'm working on this album. I need a creative to do this X, Y, Z. And um, I stepped in and I was so, 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 so hungry. 
I was like, oh my gosh, like I just need one person to like help me out, believe in me. So um, she needed video and photography at the same time. So I went and I was doing, I was filming her content, like behind the scenes, like traveling with her, like rehearsal, um, she would do a show. We would even do like just some blog days cause she was into like fashion. So she would go thrifting and I would like shoot the stuff that she found. So I would have to shoot it, edit it. Um, and then she would upload it on her YouTube. And then from there I would do photos as well. And then I would edit the photos and then she would post those on like Instagram and on her blog at the time. So it was a lot of work, uh, for one person, but I was, I didn't see it as, as that. I was just so like new and fresh to LA and I was just ready and just hungry. So I just did it. Now looking back at it, I'll be like, Oh, I want to, I would need like an assistant to help me and do all those things. But it was so cool because I learned so much, like just trial and error. And um, I have to give props to her, like being the, like the first one to kind of like take me in. I, I I love that, you know, there's people out there that are willing to give people chances. I think that, you know, a lot of great artists, photographers, directors, mm-hmm. uh, even athletes and and other people too. I, I feel like, Yes, they are talented, but I do believe that um, there are people with positions of influence or power that can set people up um, right. to, you know, be on that stage. And I, I really do think that anyone that does that and and um, gives people an opportunity, especially someone like, you know, you, you were mentioning, like you were just grinding, you were new to LA, uh, you know, you were taking it seriously. But I do believe that there, it's incredible when you come across people who are willing to you know, take a chance on you and put you in those positions. Um, We need more of that just because like people won't know who their future photographer or favorite director will be unless they get into a position where they're not necessarily, I don't want to say proving yourself because you're not really proving yourself. It's more of like a, here's this new fresh perspective um, and and take on this. So uh, I, yeah, the learning as you go thing too, I, I feel like was, was important for me even as well, where, Sometimes you might not know. You're like, oh, shit. I mean, I can do this. I am doing it. And, you, and then you're just kind of like throwing stuff at the wall, seeing what sticks. And then you kind of form formulate this um, uh, this like routine. Um, but tell me about your first time going on on tour. Um, I know that that's always like an exciting uh, thing, too, for photographers, videographers. Um, who was your first tour and kind of go into like that experience? Uh, my first, my very first tour was when I was in college. I didn't stay on it for long, but I went on this uh tour with uh Little Twist, um, and I did like video for like a couple of cities. So that was like my first time being on the bus and like and um uh, with like rappers and um. Were you like, oh, I'm in it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was very new for me, very new, and I don't think I was ready. And, I just wasn't, um, I had took some time out of college to go. So I just kind of left college and then jumped on that tour, did a little bit of that. And um, I think it was called Closer to My Dreams Tour. And it was like Miles Behavior, Little Twist, Tyga, um, Jahan, I think, Diggy. It was a couple of like, yeah, it was like the up and coming like young R&B guys and, and rappers and things like that. Tiger was on that too. Um, so yeah, so I did that for a little bit and took my little video camera and video and that was cool. And then I was like, okay, this is a little too much for me at this time. So then I jumped off that tour, finished college 
moved to LA and then jump to 2018 is when I went on the sweetener tour with uh Normani and she was uh was the opening um for uh Ariana Grande and that was like the official tour I felt like it was felt like that was like my first tour um mentally uh and that was cool I actually uh went finished it it was really dope I learned a lot about myself I learned a lot about life photography I learned a lot about lights and staging and like um fast shooting um uh interacting with like people that you just meet like you know and you have to be around for the last for the next two to three months um so just kind of like interacting in that in that world and still like being professional and just doing your thing and um that was a cool experience yeah tours are like a dream come true for photographers and, and videographers because you you know if you get an opportunity to do one shoot that's like you know a day or half a day it's like okay cool but like you're doing that every day like you said for two to three months so not only are you getting all this practice and experience but you're also just like constantly immersed in this like your truth <laughs> yeah yeah it's like you're living in a dream state for two to three months and i know it is you know obviously there's there's the downsides of it you know maybe a lack of sleep and you're grinding and like you said you're having to keep up with these relationships and meeting new people and, and there's a lot of moving parts but at the end of the day you know you're going to bed happy knowing that when you wake up you're going to be uh shooting more um right but but yeah it was always funny too because like my first tour that i filmed on was with tiana taylor and i was you know we were driving to the next city and then I would film rehearsals and then a sound check and then her performance. And then while they, while everyone else went out and did their thing, I was editing the video that was going to be dropped, you know, either that night or following morning. And I would sit up to like two, 3 AM hotel, right. whatever. And so it's like, that was the grind part of it. Well, everybody is out there celebrating, having fun. We're right. in there editing photos or editing videos or putting the shit like, together. Wow. It's <laughs> totally. Like uh, the artists and the dancers and the musicians are kind of like going in and, and rehearsing and shooting. We just kind of get to be a little free with it and just kind of like shoot as we want and like catch that. And then once they're done, then it's like our time. It's like our show. Yeah. Like in a way, like when it's time to edit, we have to sit down and like put something together for the world to see. So that's kind of like when we perform and then it's kind of like opposite. So. It'd be funny to think about if you had your Mac like on stage with a bunch of fans and like you make a little tweak or adjustment and people are like, ah, oh, right, right. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Cool. Well, um, everything, you know, we've talked about everything leading up to now and, um, you know, some of the artists that you've worked with, I actually want to share my screen and go through like three or four of my personal favorites of, of you and just kind of have you briefly talk about maybe either the story behind it or, or what some thoughts you had during the shoot. Um, okay. you, down for, you down for that? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. This is the most recent one. This is a, you, you did this, this with Jaden um, Smith. Yeah uh mm -hmm. this this month um this is cool because this actually ended up on the cover magazine we were just talking about a few minutes ago about physical items yeah. um and when you have something in your home like a coffee table read or a magazine that's got to be a surreal feeling for you seeing your work um that you put a lot of work into be in a physical item like that no so it's so cool i actually uh have it like oh perfect we get it we gotta see it yeah amazing like two 
So I have like this right here, which is really oh nice. Cool. Yeah. It's just cool because I love like like I told you, like I love print, so it just looks even better, like wow. Stuff like that. Um, yeah, no, I this is just like what I grew up like dreaming of and just seeing my name like like in like I don't know, it's just it's crazy. Like just seeing your name and like on paper and just like knowing that that's like a respect type of situation. Like, I don't know. It's just kind of like, I feel professional and I've always uh, started out with photography. It's just kind of like a talent that I'm not sure about. Like I was like, yeah, I want to, I can do this. I can do this. But when you see a name put into something that it has like credit behind it, it's like, it's just cool to see that you, you've been taken serious. And I think to this day, I'm still like, like searching to be taken serious, even though I feel like, you know, I am, but it's just cool to be reminded. Um, so that was a really cool shoot. He's really, 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 really cool and a really nice dude and just very chill. And he came in and we was able to collaborate and he like styled himself. And uh, we like both talked about the clothes, what we like and how we we're going to do it. And we just like worked hand in hand um, on it. And it was special because it was like black designers that he was wearing and it was Black History Month and it was a black artist and a black photographer. So it was just kind of cool. That whole concept is why I came on board uh, when they approached me with it. I was like, yo, of course I would do this. This is really dope. And uh, you can look back. I can look back at this years later from, from here, from now and be like, yo, like that's really dope. They was able to do that and like do a Black History Month. Totally. That's amazing. Well, I love it. And um, this is a really cool, you know, series. A lot of this photography is just like very, very well done. Um, and yeah, this is, this is dope. I, one of the things too, with, uh, you know, working in the creative space is um, you get to form relationships with artists too, in a way that goes beyond just being like a photographer. And I think that's one of the things that I love too, about, you know, in, in our field is like, relationships are everything obviously but like th there's more to it than just a transactional thing i think it's always right. great when you get to work with someone at a level where they just get you they understand who you are not only as a person but as as a as a human um and you know those relationships obviously you've been working with people like normani and beyonce and and sierra for for quite a long time um right. and you know it, it's always nice to be able to just continue those relationships, cultivate them. Like I said, less transactional, more of like a, Hey, got this dope idea. Let's put it together. Next thing you know, you have a magazine on your coffee table with your name right. printed on it. So uh, right. I love yeah. that. <laughs> right. Um, cool. And then we got a couple more here. Uh, this is uh, with Kylie Jenner. Um, this is cool. I just like this um, composition of this, you know, this Thank is you. for her, for her brand. Yeah. Um, I mean, skin. Yeah, but this is a dope shoot. How was this? Thank you. This is really cool. Uh, I've always, I just feel like she has such great taste just as a a person. I feel like her and her family, like they just have like great taste and they know what's cool. They know what, what looks good. I love her eye. She's very detailed um, and she wants to try things and, and, try new things and I love that. And that's what I like to do is try new things, um, be creative and uh, and put a spark in people's like minds. I love to like 
for people to see an image or, or something I've done and be like, oh, wow, this is cool. Like, I didn't even, I've never seen this or I love this or this is very beautiful, like on the eye. Like, I love stuff like that. And she uh, is really just, she just has great taste. So I've always wanted to see how, like, I, I never thought I would like actually work with her. I just like, because I'm such a fan of her, I always look at her content and be like, yo, it's so dope. Like, they're so cool. And they always just on top of everything. And they're literally like a walking mood boy. So I was just like, one day I just wish, I, I wonder if she likes what I do. And I wonder, would she, um, would she like be into like my taste? Because I feel like I have great taste. And so I was like, I just wonder. And we actually ended up working together. And it's so cool because it's kind of like a stamp of approval. Like, okay, yeah, you do got good taste. Because if Kylie likes you and want to work <laughs> That's a, I love I love that you say stamp approval because like there's no there's no better feeling than being on the same page with someone especially if you have if you have that like anxiety going into it it's just like oh shit this is you know there's a lot of pressure but also you know I trust myself I trust like you said you trusted your own uh taste and your own vision and when they align with that and see the value in that that is like always a it's like butterflies because you're like oh it's like this huge weight is lifted off your shoulder yeah. And then just starting off, like, I feel like photography is what is I started off like on social media. So it's like for her to be like the like queen of social media and her family is like just really cool. Like starting out on photography, starting off on Instagram and working with the person that is kind of like delivers content, feed us content on Instagram and being able to collaborate is really dope. So this obviously is is different than you know shooting in a, a studio or having like a, a curated look or vision or feel where you're swap you're having the artist swap in and out of different um, looks and things. This is like a dedicated look. This is for the red carpet. How do, how does that you know how do you think differently or approach the the situation differently when it's like at a live event versus like something more heavily curated in a studio? Right. I feel everything I've done uh, up until the uh, point of me meeting Beyonce and working with her and uh, I think prepared me for these type of moments. And they're very quick, a lot of times, five minutes, 10 minutes, you know, and you just gotta be quick on your feet. And I think uh, with me doing tour, uh, touring and with me uh, just kind of like always doing like these run and gun like shoots and like, being really quick kind of helped me prepare for that because it's really fast. You got to know what you're doing. And I think school helped me out too. When I think of these things, cause you got to know how to get the light really quick. And yeah. So I just thank God for school and for, for my experiences um, before all of this. Yeah. I love the, like, I always tell people when I shoot documentary work, that's like my, that's the niche that I love the most is because you're shooting things in real time. Like mm -hmm. I always said, you know, on tours or even shooting festivals, you know, if you're uh, filming a performer and they come out on stage and you miss the shot, it's not like you can go tap them on the shoulder and be like, Hey, can you like redo that and come right. back again? <laughs> so right. there's, a, there's almost like this rush of um, it's like exhilarating to be able to uh, be in a position where it's like, okay, you have an hour, and let's see what we can get blah 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 and you're just like in in the zone you're just mm -hmm. in that like tunnel vision um and so i feel like it's probably a similar situation where you know you have the artists wa walking you know red carpets or at events it's like 
okay, what, what can I find if they, even if they give like a wink to a certain photographer, if I find something out of the ordinary and capture that, like, do you go home and, you know, when you, when you look at the photos, like, do you ever, you're like, oh shit, I didn't even catch that. Or, or like, do you like, I love those moments, I guess. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, that happens to me all the time where I'm just like, wait, I didn't even remember getting that. Yeah. Literally all the time. I love that. This one's good. I love this. This is Doja Cat. I think this was uh, her Halloween party look, right? <laughs> yep. Um, this is fun. I, I think, you know, you do a good job of like, even if it's a different, if it's something different, for example, like Halloween look, like you're still having fun with it. And right. um, this one, so talk to me too. I, uh, you've worked with SZA quite a bit. Um, mm -hmm. uh, actually, some of your footage uh, ended up in the Good Days music video, correct? Yes, 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 yes. That was cool. I want to talk about that too. But first, talk about you know SZA and working with her and um, a lot of the. I actually think I saved one. Let me pull it up really quick. I think it's the last one. I'm going to tell you right now. This is probably one of my the my favorite photos that you've ever taken. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> just because I love the colors in this, mm -hmm. you know, I just love the little the details with like this like storage cabinet the cabinet's open and she's leaning her leg on it and also her hair just like looks gorgeous in this and it, i don't know it's just like i i'm more of like my eye is just like how do you feel when it first hits you or when you first see it and this is one that i was just like oh damn this is cool <laughs> cool nice nice no i love this photo um we were just like at our house i think we we're just doing a content day and she used to like text me and just be like yo you want to shoot and i'm like yep let's do it um, and then uh, she would just bring a bunch of clothes downstairs. Um, and then I, I love that she she's so creative and she reminds me of uh, she reminds me of a. Uh, of people I used to work with in, in like back in the day, like in school, like uh, when we would team up and do like group projects and different things like that. Uh, she's very collaborative um, with me uh, anyway. So it was really cool to kind of like go to a house with no idea of what we what we were going to do and just kind of like see her cut up this tank top and then see her like say like, no, but this would be hard, like mixed match socks. Um, I'm going to go put on like these baggy boyfriend jeans. And then I remember she was in front of this cabinet and I want to say it was open already or something, something about it. She said, no, I love it. And then she just put her foot up and then I just took it and then I, I ended up loving it too just the shape of it and I don't know the 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 it has a lot of like different shapes like even in the shirt and the abs and like really cool so I really enjoyed working with her because it was always felt like a little art project we both were were bouncing ideas and used to just shoot just for fun and this is what came from it so it's dope that's where all the great art always comes from is, is when there's no real sure. pressure, there's no stress right. and there's no, right. like, they got to be here at this time and you got to do this and you got to, and then you're just like, Oh, next thing you know, you're like, okay, I feel like, I feel like I'm right. being rushed here. But the fact that, you know, she texted you and said, Hey, come shoot, like no ideas yet. But once you're there, you know, that to me, you know, this is proof because this is one of my favorite um, photos right here. It's proof that, you know, when you eliminate those stress, the stressors and the pressure, the pressure of like yeah. doing something dope and you just let it, let it breathe. Let it flow, connect and just exactly. let whatever comes out of it comes out of it. And that's the beauty of just shooting. Like, you know, you can pick what you want to put out there. And um, I love that. Yeah. 
one of my favorite quotes is let go and let God. Uh-huh. Love Sim- that. Simply because when you, again, like we just talked about, when you eliminate the pressure to be perfect, when you eliminate um, that fear or that anxiety, and, and obviously those things are very natural and you're going to have to work through them. Um, but the reason that quotes, you know, was resonated with me is because like you let go, let God, you know, right. it's like even that's not even just with art or photography or videography. It's also with life in general. You know, when you have certain things come up in your life that freak you out or you're nervous or you're, you know, self-doubt starts creeping in, um, you know, when is this going to pass? When are, when are, when are things going to start clicking? You know, thousands of different things you can think about uh, when you let go and let God, you know, um, handle those details uh, behind the scenes subconsciously, like things just naturally flow um, and and get good. So um, I actually wanted to dig into that too. Um, Just like the more emotional side of things that not a lot of people discuss too um, when it comes to creating art. Um, And a lot of those first mentors can be family. And I was curious, like, did your family, you know, did you get a lot of support from your family and friends early on? Like, how did that work? Like, did you feel like you were ever like alone on this journey where you're like, nobody quite understands what I'm trying to do or accomplish? Or did you have people that were like, fuck yeah, like Blair, I see that and you go get it. Yeah. No, I've always had my family support, which I'm so blessed and grateful for that because not a lot of people have that. So I've always had my family support. Um, my sister is like one of my biggest fans. We're like a year apart. So she's always have been my muse who I like. She, cause I, I shoot a lot of females. Um, so she was like one of the first females I ever shot. And she looked up to Beyonce so much and just love Beyonce uh, still to this day. And like her, the way she moved in front of the camera and the things that she she used to do, like she used to love America's Next Time Model. So she used to watch Tara all the time. And I just, just, just used to just shoot her. And um, um, she really looked up to those type of women like that. And I think with me having that experience and shooting her and just kind of knowing how females move and like, uh, she really helped me out in that in that sense, and she just like championed me and just really wanted me to be the best. And my mom and my dad and uh, my other sister and brother all um, super supportive, supportive. And uh, I had a lot of friends too in in school that always saw um, the creative side of me and just always championed me. So I, I feel very lucky and blessed that um, a lot of people believed in me, like early on like and that's why I thought I could do it and that's a part of why I was so like um like fearless and I just went for it in high school I won like most talented and like all these things like was in talent shows I I won like first place and just like always had people surrounding me that was just like you can do it you 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 got it so um yes I had a lot of support which I'm very blessed for that I just think once I got to LA and I wasn't around a lot of my family and friends, it was just kind of like a new world for me. So it wasn't like um, Blair that, you know, in Tyler, Texas doing his thing, uh, going around Dallas and shooting and like having all the support. It was just kind of like a new world for me. Um, So I had to kind of like, those are the times I felt kind of got lonely because I had to push through those days that I did not have that support. And I just um, 
prayed and just like, like you said, let go and let God. And I'm a firm believer um, in Jesus. So I just would pray. And that got me through my darkest days in L.A. because, um, I mean, you can call home and tell your mom then, but you don't want to complain too much because you don't want them to say, come back. <laughs> right. So uh, I would always feel, make them feel like I had it together and like everything was working out, even though I was just fighting to get my name out there, fighting to just continue to get my work seen and just wanting a chance. So, um, yeah, to answer your question, yeah, I did have support um, in my early days a lot. Yeah. And, and support really can go a long way because when you have, when you're filled with self-doubt or, or like you said, you kind of had these dark days where you're like questioning yourself and, and things, um, you know, when you call up someone that you trust and know that'll give you, uh, you know, the right answer and the right answer that that's good for you. Um, mm-hmm. I think that goes a long way. Um, and just like stay in the course, stay in focused. And even, you know, when you talk about these like godly moments too, it also doesn't necessarily have to come in the form of friends and family. I've had like three or four very rare, we could probably have a whole another podcast just dedicated to these like trippy God-like situations. Um, mm-hmm. You know, even when I was in Long Beach and I would, I would like skateboard to, I was working at a restaurant and I was just like skate skating one day and um, I just literally was just like, I I'm on the verge of giving up. I want to move home. Like this is fucked up, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like skating and I heard this guy, it's a long story, but long story short, this guy like pulled me, had no idea who he was, pulled me aside and said something very similar to the let go and let God quote and, and said, God bless you. And I literally started like bursting out in tears and it was just like the most uh-huh. chills, like magical moment ever. Never saw the guy again. Um, and you know, so when you have like friends and family, don't just look at just that as being like the only people, like there are other people out there on this planet that believe in you too. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, it it is like this, this godly energy. That's just like, once you put that out to the universe and what you want, um, things will just naturally flow to you, uh, and, and come to you. But I will say there are always, you know, I know you can attest to this too, but there are always going to be very, very dark days when you do doubt yourself to the point where you're like, man, like, what am I doing? What's the purpose of all this? Like, how did, did you have any practices that helped you curb those thoughts or, or those anxious self-doubt moments? Um, Yes, I would like I said, like I would pray for sure. And I feel like that's one thing that have gotten me this far for sure, for sure, is just yeah. prayer. Even even if I don't feel like it's answered on time, even if I don't feel um like praying when I'm, you know, down, I still pray. And I feel like that just putting that in the atmosphere and just like, you know, taking time out to say what you want out loud and pray is such a big a big thing and it goes a long way. I did that. I would just take a break and just try to do something outside of whatever was making my day dark. So like if it was me wanting a job or like me not getting the job, um, anything that was had to do with photography or, you know, something that had me sad, I would just do the opposite. So I would go to in and out <laughs> I would go eat with a friend. I would go, um, listen to my favorite music and just kind of like uh, I watch it, you know, my favorite show. And then sometimes I would just watch like the VMAs or like just kind of go back to like where everything started for me and 
like try to get that passion back and believe in myself and know like it might be a dark day, but um, there's so much ahead and I just got to believe. And I was just listening to sermons from like T.D. Jakes and um, Joe Osteen, just anybody that could like uplift my spirit and like encourage me. I would go and do those things just to just take just get myself out of that world, because in L.A. and just like in the industry, you can just like wake up and eat and sleep all day. Like what you want to do is all about like, you know, my career, my job, my job, my job, my job. And you see it everywhere. You see billboards in L.A. You see um, everything just like screams like success. You want it. You want it. You want it. So I like to take a break from that and just do something so normal, whether that's just watching a sermon, going to go eat with a friend just to get my mind out of that. And the moment you kind of step out of that and release and let go, like you said, um, you'll get a call, email, you know, something and, you know, and um, yeah, just be in. And those remind me of the times just to be present as well. When I do have these amazing jobs and these amazing, amazing career opportunities, I like to be present a lot because I know that it could be another month or that could be my last time working with them. It could be, you know, another year before I have a big opportunity. So I just try to be present in those and be grateful and just, um, yeah, stay happy as much as I can. Yeah. And I, I just had Coop on a couple episodes ago too. And one of the things that we talked about too, is like one of our favorite quotes is this too shall pass. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of people recognize that as like, oh, when bad times are happening, this too shall pass. But I also am like, it's almost like this yin yang approach where it's like, even the good things will pass too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the high highs will pass that will fade um, and the low lows will fade. And it's it's just this kind of like this journey through time um, and nothing really truly lasts forever. And, and like you said, when you're feeling low, you go find inspiration uh, mm-hmm. and you, you pray. But then when you're at your highest, oh, you're present, you're grateful for this time, you, you know, you express gratitude. It's not, it might not last this might, like you said, this might not be my, you know, final time shooting with them, whatever. So it's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, gratitude at the top prayers yeah. at the bottom. Like it's <laughs> so no, that, that's good. I think it's, it's cool to be able to see how people, um, you know, react to their journey and what tools they have that um, help them through it. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I want to get back to some of your projects. Like, is there any most recent project? I, w- I know we talked about the the Jaden Smith um, magazine cover, but uh, is there any other recent projects that you're most proud of personally? Uh, recent. I'm always proud of, I'm just always proud of any opportunity that I that I get because I've honestly have been doing this for a long time. I feel like it. I feel <laughs> um, like I have, um, even though I'm, you know, I'm still being introduced every day to so many different creatives, and I'm sure so many different people are just not finding out who I am or what I do. But uh, I think since I've been doing it for so long, I understand how quick these things come and go. So I'm just grateful for every thing that I've been doing lately, you know, because um, there's, you know, another photographer that's waiting. There's another hairstyles, another makeup artist, another uh, wardrobe styles. There's always somebody else next that's waiting to get an opportunity. So I'm just grateful and blessed. I used to always only want to focus on what I did not have. So I used to always be like, oh, I want this. I want a Vogue. I want 
a GQ thing. I want to do this. I want to do that. And so I just kind of stopped focusing on what I didn't have and just be blessed and grateful for what I do have. So anything that's coming from here out, I'm just blessed. I'm just grateful. And, and um, yeah, and I just do the best that I can. Because, of course, there's so many other things I want to do. And, God, you know, and God knows that. But um, if not, he's already blessed me with so much. So I'm just coasting and just riding the wave and just like happy for whatever to that's whatever's to come so yeah. yeah it's like you're content with uh you know everything that you've had so far and whatever happens happens and you know you're showing up you're waking up every morning and contributing to your future and your and your work yeah. and everything and that's that really brings even with me like that makes me happy whether it's with um you know a huge artist that i grew up listening to or if i go do like a video for the local deli or something like it's just it's all that same a part of that same feeling of like wow i i you know we're blessed to be able to wake up every morning and do what we love for hopefully for for as long as it as we can yeah. um and yeah a, a couple more questions for you before we wrap up but w- one thing too that I, I i uh try to ask a lot of people too is um you know if you could go back and time and have a conversation with your younger self, maybe 16, 17, 18 year old self um, with everything in your current form, current Blair. Now, what would you say, whether it be advice or, you know, anything to look out for? um, What would that conversation look like? Um, To just do it. Like, I think just, just do it. I think when I look back, um, at a lot of things, um, I, I think that if I would have just been fearless and just did it, I feel like as far as I've come with photography, I feel like I could have gone really far in other areas that um, that I wanted to go far in, like as far as like my other talents. So, and I think I just psyched myself out, and I and I thought that I could, I needed to just do one thing. So I was was like, okay, whether it's singing, acting, photography, directing, whatever takes off first, that's what I'm going to do. And um, photography took off for me, but that didn't mean I, I couldn't do all the other things that I wanted to do. So I just feel like my advice would just be just do it and don't look back. And I'm happy that I I, I did do that and with something, like, you know, with at least photography and it's still not too late. Like I can still, you know, do all these other things that I want to do. Um, but that's just one thing that I've noticed that back in the day I was more, I was kind of fearless and like just going all the way, you know? And um, so I was just telling my younger self, just do it and not even care about how you look. If you feel stupid, if you don't think you just as good as somebody else, just do it because I've learned when you just do it, it can take you a long way. And, um, yeah, and I'm here today just because I just did it. I was just like, you know what, I'm gonna just show up. I'm gonna go bring my camera. Even though I didn't think I had the um best equipment, I didn't always have everything I needed, but I just went and did it. So um yeah, and I'm still literally preaching that to myself now. Is yeah. that um you just gotta go do it, Blair. Like there's other things you wanna do, other things you wanna explore and create and try. So you just gotta do it. And uh, he'll just meet you at the end, you know? So I love that. No, I I love it. Well, 
Blair, I, I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, I actually, Sakaya Sanifer, he was the, on the first episode. And, and one of the things that he ended our uh, episode on was he said, I'll be the happy. He said he'll probably be the happiest when he's like taking his last breath because he said that like he's learned so much in that time. Like that's when he'll be in his complete form. Like he says that every age that he's at, it's like Sakaya 4.0, if he's 40 or 4.1, whatever. Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> His idea is like the, to the minute that, you know, however long he lives, once he takes that last breath, it's like, wow, you've had, you've had this entire lifetime of experiences and thoughts and memories. Um, and I guess the, the analogy that he was trying to represent was, um, you know, you're, you're, you're always going to be learning uh, and, and growing and, and moving through life until the day that you stop existing, I guess. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, hop on today. That was super fun. Uh, definitely going to be still, every time I see a photo of yours pop up on, on the feed, I'm always like, damn, okay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm stoked to look out for, for more this year and, um, you know, Godspeed to you and everything that you're doing. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of your work. So I appreciate you taking the time to, to hop on here and chat. Of course. No, thank you for inviting me. I, I know we, you wanted me on here like so long ago and I was <laughs> in my head like, oh, no, like, I don't know if I can do it. But thank you for encouraging me and and, um, and uplifting me to um, let me know I could do it and that I need to like tell my story and just share with, you know, other creatives. And um, you're so bold and like so great at this and what you're doing. And I love the, the title Rare Humans and everything that you're doing. So I wish you the best of luck and um, just keep doing it. And like, you know, and I think so many great things are in store, like, you know, for you and your podcast and anything that you want to do, because you're such a solid person. And so I, I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Well, Blair, that means a lot. Thank you so much. And I'm extremely grateful for you. And, and um, I just, yeah, I can't thank you enough. So I, I appreciate you. And like I said, I can't wait to see uh, what that next project is and, um, you know, keep hitting them with some, some rare Blair visions. <laughs> nice, nice. I, I, I gotta, I gotta go pick up the, the, um, the Jaden Smith magazine. I, I gotta get yeah, that yeah. on the Calby table. <laughs> no, no, no. I got some extra. So I, I, I'll hook you up. Okay. I might, I might take you up on that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Cool, bro. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk soon. All right. For sure.